This podcast may contain explicit language. This is the Dynasty Download Podcast. Welcome to the Dynasty Download, the show where we prove Dynasty League fantasy is the best form there is. I'm Tom Duncan. 2018 champ, Ethan Hamilton. And tonight we are previewing week 15 of the NFL Slate 2020. But first, a few housekeeping notes. If you'd like to contact the show or have a question for us, please write us at dynastydownload10 at gmail.com. Also, if you'd like to be on our mailing list this year or going forward, please contact us at that email address. So, it is week 15. It is the semifinals for most people's fantasy leagues. Congratulations again if you've already made it this far. We started at the bottom, now we're here. And other than a truly white guy citing rap lyrics, what has you excited for this week? That was that was absolutely amazing. What has me excited is, you know, I got two teams fighting for championship spots, and I think there's some really good games going on as well. Uh, Eagles versus Cardinals, that's super interesting to me because that has a lot of fantasy implications. But also Chiefs-Saints, I think that could be a really fun one, super high scoring. Um, those are two games for sure that I'm keeping an eye on. I don't think there are any blowout potential games through most of the list that I see. There are a couple of games that if they go the right way, probably could end up in that range. But there are none that immediately on paper that I see other than maybe Rams and Jets or the Steelers-Bengals game on Monday night. Uh, I, I think most of these are pretty evenly matched and there's some exciting fantasy matchups that uh, could be producing a lot of points. So let's jump into the rest of the week 15. We're going to, like we did on Tuesday, we're going to change things up a little bit from the structure. So again, if you followed with us all season and kind of gotten into our formulaic structure, we're just going to completely throw that out and go in a completely different direction. So game of the week, I have the game you just mentioned, Chief Saints. What do you have down as your game of the week? I did Eagles Cardinals mostly because of the fantasy implications, but also I think it's two really, really fun, interesting quarterbacks that are going to go at it with Jalen Hurts and Kyler Murray. I think we're going to see what Jalen Hurts can really do. You know, teams see what the Eagles are trying to do with him on film now. So we're going to see how he responds to that. So Eagles versus Cardinals seems like a fun, interesting game to me. I picked the Chiefs and the Saints, and I think it's it's probably the most obvious matchup of the weekend simply because you're getting two of the most successful teams over the last, I don't know, five years, six years, uh, basically since Andy Reid went over to Kansas City. And the Saints have been good since Sean Payton and Drew Brees got there in 2005. And these both have both been Super Bowl contenders for the last few years. You're just looking forward to a offensive explosion in a game that has clear playoff implications, the Chiefs currently being the number one seed in the AFC, the Saints giving up number one seed privileges to the Green Bay Packers last weekend, and if they lose this game at home, giving that extra, basically two-game lead to Green Bay with a, a couple of games to go, provided Green Bay wins on Saturday against Carolina. I think this has a lot of storylines that could end up being rather significant to the the overall structure of how the playoffs are going to play out, how your fantasy playoffs are going to play out, and, and all of the other 
pieces. So this is the one that's got my attention most. Upset of the week. Uh, the one I currently see that I think is interesting, I, I don't see a lot of underdogs that I like. And I'm not a guy that likes to take a lot of favorites. So, but the one matchup I thought was a good possibility. The Cowboys are currently down three points to the 49ers at home. So I will take Dallas, who's been playing a little bit better, may have gotten a little bit more confidence against Cincinnati last week, at home against a 49ers team that is kind of beaten up, pretty much hasn't had much to play for for a while. Maybe they're still fighting for a playoff spot, but, I mean, they lost Debo Samuel on the first play of the game last week, and they lost to Washington at home. Well, I mean, at home as much as at home in Arizona can be. And I don't know if they're going to kind of like pack it in for the year or what exactly is going to happen. I think this is a sneaky game where there's actually quite a bit of scoring. So give me the Cowboys to upset the 49ers in Dallas. What do you think goes right for the Cowboys? I was really interested to see this pick of yours. Do you think it's Zeke Elliott? Do you think it's Amari Cooper? Do you think it's Andy Dalton? What do you think goes right? I think they've made enough odd plays and gotten decent contributions in a lot of different areas. So you look over the past three or four weeks, they've gotten some odd time or timely returns from Tony Pollard, either through the kick return game or taking a screen pass or just doing some interesting contributions. And with Zeke Elliott kind of being hung up, we're going to get to him here in a second when we kind of review the injury list. I think there's a possibility that this could be a sneaky Tony Pollard game that he comes kind of out of nowhere and ends up putting up a huge number just because Zeke's limited. And I think that the Cowboys, if they can keep Dalton clean, which again, the 49ers pass rush, they have so many of their best guys out that if he, Andy Dalton has time, he's at least gotten more comfortable in the system. He's got receivers to throw to. I think he can credibly get the ball to Amari Cooper and Dalton Schultz and C.D. Lamb and all these other guys that I think this could be a sneaky one where the Cowboys somehow win like 28 to 27 or something. Like, I'm not expecting them to route the 49ers by any means, but I think this is not a game where either defense you feel confident in right now. So it's a matter of which team do you think can put up more points. And given the skill players on both teams, I just think this is a one that uh, struck me as a, a possibility. Not necessarily that I'm, I'm super confident in my upset like I was with the Giants last week, which we all know how that one worked out. But this is just one that seemed to stick out to me more than any of the others. So who was your upset pick of the week? My upset pick of the week is I'm going Bears. Uh, they're plus three against the Vikings. The Vikings have been or not been able to run the ball effectively against the Bears for a long time, as long as Dalvin Cook has been there. Um, you can point to last week or the last time they played. Akeem Hicks got hurt in that game. Dalvin Cook was pretty, pretty what's the word I'm looking for? Corralled until that point, and then he got hurt, and that's when he started making his run towards the end of the game, he was starting to put up a little more fantasy points. And if you look at the numbers, it's a little deceiving, but you break the game down. He was really, really bad when Akeem Hicks was there. Then you also go and you look at how good the Bears' defense has been against opposing wide receivers. They give up the third fewest points to wide receivers as well. 
So Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson, maybe one of them has a very good, has a pretty good game, but I don't think both of them go off like we've been seeing in the past. So I'm going Bears over the Vikings. Well, if you look at the first matchup, Thielen caught the touchdowns. Jefferson was the possession guy, and he was the guy that got over 100 yards for that game. And I look at a couple of weeks ago against uh, the Bears, what Detroit ended up doing. They were able to get some downfield shots against the Bears, and I think there's a possibility there where if you get some play action, a good positive down and distance type of situation that you could take some deep shots to Justin Jefferson and maybe he produces in that regard. But I think Thielen needs to get at least a a touchdown, if not multiples to be hugely fantasy relevant. And I think this game might be one of those that's kind of sneaky on points more than we might think, because traditionally the Vikings and the bears has been kind of a defensive game. But I think this one could be a little bit higher scoring. The Bears have been better on offense the last few weeks. I think this game is indoors, so the Vikings will be uh, a little bit faster than they would be outside. I I think this could be an interesting situation. So it's another one that definitely piques my interest, given the amount of uh, big-time players that are going, at least in the two semifinal matchups we have in our league, uh, they have a lot of connections. David Montgomery, Justin uh, Jefferson, Adam Thielen, Dalvin Cook, they're all playing. Allen Robinson. So I, I think there are a lot of connections for fantasy matchups, and I, I'm looking forward to seeing kind of how this one plays out. I don't think it has playoff implications, personally, because I don't think either of these teams is probably going to make it at this point, but we'll see how that kind of plays out yet. Cause He's starting to become a problem as well. I think Kevin King might get exposed because of his lack of speed because both of those guys are pretty quick as well. So I can see Tannehill having a pretty decent game hitting some pretty long shots down the field. Unfortunately, you know, as big as a Packer fan as I am, that's that's I can see that happening, so I'm I'm taking Ryan Tannehill for my underage stud. I've seen the Packers be stubborn fuckers the last two years and devote all of their time to stopping the pass. Uh, as worried as I am about Ryan Tannehill possibly lighting them up because they're going to put up uh, extra guys into the box to try and stop Derrick Henry, I know that's going to end up being the, the exact opposite of what they do. It's what everybody in the freaking world would do, except for whatever reason, the Packers coaching staff. And so they're going to try and take away the pass, and they're going to let Derrick Henry run for 200 fucking yards against them. <laughs> Just my thoughts. Fucking Christ. <laughs> All right, let's let's go. My underrated running back of the week, David Montgomery. How he is still currently outside the top ten at the position. He has been a mainstay for the last five weeks. And he's playing Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Like, seriously, what are you guys thinking who are doing all of these ratings? He's got to be inside the top ten. He is going to finish at top five at the position this weekend. I'm taking Tony Pollard. Uh, For me, banking on that Zeke doesn't play, Tony Pollard going up against this not very good Philadelphia defense, especially against the run. I think Tony Pollard could have another pretty decent game. He could even be a running back one if Zeke is is out this week. Yeah, he had a big week last week. I just, I'm unsure against that Philadelphia front, depending on which Philadelphia front shows up. Is it the right. one that's really good like they were against the Saints two weeks ago or the one that allowed that big day to Aaron Jones 
uh, about three weeks back. So it just kind of depends. But I think Tony Pollard's got enough speed, and they've been able to get him the ball in enough space to be able to do some different things. I think they use him differently than they have Zeke. So he's got potential. It's just I'm not sure um, how Dallas is going to end up using him and what uh, Ezekiel Elliott's status is going to be going into the weekend. Uh, For wide receiver, I have Mike Evans going against Detroit this weekend. Detroit has not been a good defense. We already saw what the uh, Packers two weeks ago, the Titans last weekend, can do against their passing defense. And if the Tampa Bay offense can keep uh, Tom Brady upright, keep a lot of pressure off of him, which Detroit does not have a great pass rush, I expect that most of the Tampa Bay receivers are going to have a decent week this week. I like Mike Evans to, again, have another big week. I'm going to go Russell Gage against uh, Kansas City, and this, again, has everything to do with Julio Jones plays or not. So I'm banking, not banking, but this is, I'm saying this in regards to if Julio doesn't play. Atlanta won, they're going to have to score a lot of points to keep up with Kansas City. That. Yep. Just that is point blank period. So that itself is is something that really works towards Russell Gage as well. I feel like Kansas City, if Julio Jones is out, their main concern then is going to go to stopping Calvin Ridley, which opens up more stuff for Russell Gage as well. So I think Russell Gage, if Julio is out, is a pretty safe play for an underrated stud at wide receiver. Tight end, I have Dallas Goddard. I think that he could be an easy check down kind of in the middle of that defense against uh, Dallas this weekend for Jalen Hurts. I like him in this matchup, even though Hurts has been throwing to a lot of his outside receivers, which has been good for Jalen Rager, Greg Ward, some of those guys. I think that at some point he's going to get back to using some of the tight ends, and I like Goddard in this matchup against a weak Dallas defense. I'm going to go Austin Hooper against the New York Jets. I'm going to take the same mentality that you had last week going up against the Jets and just hope that it pays off for me better than it paid off for you last week. I just, I don't think the Jets are going to be able to, they don't have anybody that can match up with him safety-wise and linebacker-wise, so I'm going to go Austin Hooper. If for whatever reason you need some defensive streaming this weekend, I have Washington against Carolina. The Carolina offense was not very productive last week against Green Bay's defense, who... I don't know whether they're good or they're not, but uh, Carolina has struggled, and that Washington defensive front is no joke. I think that uh, they end up sacking Teddy Bridgewater a lot in this game, and I think they hold them down. I'm going to say Washington versus Carolina is my defensive stream of the week. What you got? Mine is pretty easy. I'm going Houston against Cincinnati. I think what they did against the Steelers, I think what they did against the Steelers the other night is... Kind of a fluke. I I don't think that Cincinnati is the real Cincinnati. I think Houston, especially going up against this team that has a backup quarterback, backup running back. Yeah, Gio Bernard. He's not an awful guy, but he's he's still the backup, you know, for a reason. So I'm going to go Houston against Cincy. Long shots of the week. In case for whatever reason one of your big starters went out, which I didn't think there were any major injuries coming off of last weekend, but my first one up, Corey Davis. Currently going outside the top 20, I think he finishes inside the top 10 at the position, despite what I just said about the Packers trying to take away the pass. I still just do not believe in the Packers' defense right now, and I say that as a diehard Packer fan. Uh, for me, my first one, and I can't believe that he's outside you know, the top 20, is Brandon Ayuk. 
he's such a huge part of the 49er offense going up against the Cardinals as well. I think Brandon Ayuk has a pretty big game because I think there's going to be a lot of points scored in that game as well. I just I I don't know who's making these rankings, but I can't believe he's outside. As a personal uh, fan of Brandon Ayuk and an owner of his, uh, I want to say thank you for being one of the few bright spots on my team that actually produced last weekend. The volume's crazy for this guy. San Francisco is playing Arizona. They're going to need to put up points to keep pace with Kyler Murray and the rest of them. I know San Francisco doesn't have a ton to play for at this point because I think they're all but eliminated from the playoffs, but with the volume being as high as it is, I honestly don't understand how he's outside the top 20 either uh i will go right back to dallas goddard as a long shot of the week for me he's going outside the top 20 at tight end which is we don't do a lot of tight ends on this uh rankings list for the long shots of the week but this is a guy that if uh they get involved again he's very talented i think that philadelphia should be using their tight ends a little bit more especially with how jalen hurts uses or uh plays offense and uh, kind of how he did his uh, play action at college in Alabama's system. Uh, I think he might have a big week against Dallas' poorest defense. Who is your second long shot? I'm going to go J.K. Dobbins. Uh, For me, you know, I think he's the most talented running back that the Baltimore Ravens have. Going up against, you know, a New York Giants running defense that I would say has been pretty, pretty good, you know, considering for how bad the team has been. I feel like their defense has been a a decent bright spot and they've been hot as of late. I just, I like the talent. I think he gets into the end zone as well. Uh, J.K. Dobbins for me. Baltimore needs to win out and get some help in order to get into the playoffs. They've been hot. They're playing really well right now. One of the few things you've been able to do on the Giants' defense is if you give them enough carries, you can eventually run the football against them. I look for Baltimore to have a ton of carries this weekend, continue their hot streak, and Dobbins being the feature back in that system. I don't mind that pick. That's a decent one. All right, our lone league matchup that matters, Shadynasty versus Akron Pros this weekend for the title. Uh, I will also grant you that in our consolation bracket, we have New Boot Goofin going against Dumpster Fire for the first overall pick. Loser gets it, right? No, loser gets the number one overall pick. Oh, that's how we've done it before. I know, I know. I just we're changing it next year. Well, we're going to discuss it in the off season. Uh, The fun of fantasy football continues for all of us. But uh, for everyone in their Dynasty uh, Championship this weekend, good luck to you. Thank you to all the listeners and Dynasty players out there. We appreciate you. We will be back again next week to finish up the regular season again. We will only have one show a week here until the Super Bowl. Then we're going to take some time off before we start doing our draft evaluations for you and get you ready for the NFL playoffs during that time as we kind of make a transition for the show. Until then... Until then, everyone, please wear a mask. And if you're going to be hanging out with your family and everything together as well, wear a mask for that too. Let's let's get this nonsense under control. But con- congratulations to everybody going up in the championship and their dynasty leagues and redraft leagues as well. And honestly, a special congratulations to Akron Pros as well too. You know, taking that last playoff seed, riding it all the way to the championship and here you are as well you know i was one of those people that did not believe in your chances of getting here at all but here you are it just sucks that i'm gonna have to pull the carpet under from out underneath you and just end this magic cap carpet ride that you were on 
but that is my privilege to do. So I will see you in a week. But other than that, everyone else, happy holidays. Yes, uh, I second that. Have a happy and safe holiday season, everyone. Please be careful. But also in a year where we've learned to appreciate even the smallest of things, be thankful for all the time that you can have with those that matter most. Good luck again in your championships. This podcast was mixed, produced, and edited by Thomas Duncan. It is a production of Ronnie Duncan Studios. Our technical provider and distributor is Anchor FM.